The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. I think that a nice <clears throat> teaching is a teaching that it's wise to be compassionate and it's compassionate to be wise. And that perhaps we can't separate these two in a deep way, that they go hand in hand. The expression in Buddhism is that that's sometimes used as the, just as the right hand washes the left and the left hand washes the right when you're washing your hands. So uh, wisdom and compassion come together, wash each other, uh, function together. And, uh, and since the goal is to avoid causing harm, uh, avoid harm, that's a compassionate gesture to want to alleviate, alleviate harm and hurt and suffering that people have. And, um, and I think it's pretty deeply wired in most people the, the, the kind of the empathy, the care and concern for other people, being in, it, being in this world together with others. So much so that um, if we don't have empathy, don't have care, kindness, support for others, with, uh, probably we're shortchanging ourselves. Probably there's some kind of way in which we're harming ourselves, actually. Uh, we're kind of, you know, frozen or cut off in some way. At least as, they, as we grow and mature in this practice. When people first come to the practice, some people are suffering a tremendous amount. And to expect compassion from them uh, is just causes, just puts salt in the wound and it's just a matter of self-care and finding their way first. But as we develop in the practice uh, and open up and relax and become uh, more confident, then at some point, some, something like compassion or empathy or kindness or a sense of a cl- clear kind of feeling sense of our mutuality and being together becomes part of the picture. And so one of the topics, and since the paramis are, have to do with both wisdom and compassion, um, the wisdom of freedom, liberation, and compassion, um, it's worthwhile looking at uh, when is compassion wise and when is it unwise. Uh, just the fact that someone is compassionate doesn't mean that how the way that they act, what they say, what they do, is necessarily wise. And um, there's a kind of a, um, a story that's often told in our scene, Vipassana scene, of misplaced compassion. 
And um, the, the way it was told was um, it was uh, someone who was commenting about uh, South Africa during apartheid. And I don't, 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 don't try to understand it too well, but, uh, but it was, because um, maybe it doesn't, but it, the story was about a, um, um, a um, butterfly that was trying to be born out of its, what is it called? Chrysalis. Chrysalis. And, um, and someone came along and saw that the, that the butterfly was struggling against the, f- the little threads to break free and saw it was really working hard, I guess. Trying. And so this person had a lot of care and compassion for the butterfly and so then, um, um, you know, helped it out and tore the fibers or something so the butterfly could be free. The butterfly was released and fell to the ground. And what the person didn't know was that um, it was only through the struggle of being pushing out that the wings got lubricated with some kind of oil or something that they have. And it needed to have that lubricant in order to fly properly. So because the person helped, it wasn't lubricated, and so that butterfly could never fly. And so it's going to die. So sometimes it's in the struggle of things that we learn, that we develop and grow. And if we don't allow people to go through the struggle, and allow people to learn for themselves, then we shortchange them. We don't, maybe they don't grow up. Maybe they don't kind of discover how to be on their own. So the fact that someone's suffering, and then we, you know, it might not be wise to do everything we can to alleviate that suffering. Chances are that if we do that, or at least one of the ways of being unwise in our suffering is that uh, when we are not really taking care of the other person that we think we are, we're trying to not feel uncomfortable ourselves. And, um, and some people are kind of, you know, just get, get this off me, get this away, it's too uncomfortable, I can't handle this. And so I'm impatient, and so let me do it for you, or let me do something. So there's plenty of ways in which uh, compassion, well-meaning compassion, might not be wise, even though it's still compassionate, compassion by itself. So they have wisdom and compassion going together. So here's a question for you. Um, how would you recognize a compassionate act that is wise? How would you recognize that uh, there's wisdom in the compassion? What makes what makes a compassionate act wise? So that's a pretty vague question because it can so many different circumstances where it can be applied and understood. And that's how the question is meant, to see where you can find yourself in the question. Is anything that evokes for you? What, what, do you, what kind of answers do you have? And I suspect with the room with so many people here, we get you know, many, many different answers to that question. Yeah. So how would you recognize uh, a compassionate act that is wise? So it might start by considering, have you ever witnessed a compassionate act that you thought, oh, that was wise. That person was compassionate and that was really wise the way the person did that or what they did. And if you can take a moment here and look back over your life and see if you can re- if you remember, it could be something you did, it could be someone, something, you, something you witnessed. Sometime when you saw a compassionate act that said, oh, that was really a wise thing to say, a wise thing to do.
Yes. No, no. So are we going to tell me the story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So rather than, uh, rather than telling me, what I have in mind is why don't you just uh, turn to someone next to you and um, maybe just let's, uh, uh, go around this way so we get no one's left kind of. And then, and then um, uh, in a relatively short bit, share the story. But the story itself, the long story is not so important, but just enough of the story so that you can um, and then just explain how it was wise this compassionate thing you saw. And if you can think of nothing, that's fine as well. Then just offer whatever reflections you have on this theme of compassion that's wise. Whatever comes up for you, whatever thoughts you have, whatever reactions you have. Or, and, um, and if it's nothing comes up whatsoever, uh, that's kind of interesting. So you can just reflect on that a little bit with, the, with your friend here. So it's okay? So we'll just take a couple of minutes for that. So just... Uh, Go around. Maybe, maybe if you turn to one, two of you, just kind of so we. So that would be Gail. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, 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 uh, so, Bill, Bill, why don't you sit with them?
And now, if you have compassion for Gil, who sat here all alone, wasn't part of any of the conversations, <laughs> you didn't um, maybe some of you could share your wisdom. So what are your thoughts now about uh, what, uh, when is compassion wise? And whatever comes up, I mean, there's, I mean, there's many answers to that, but you can share some of them. So, and if you could take the mic, please. The first idea I had... Some people... To you. This way people who the are first, far away... The first like, idea I had when you said about being wisely compassionate yeah. is uh, related to the exercise about being beneficial. I thought that something wisely compassionate would be something beneficial. Nice. For the person for the other person, uh-huh. and for both Great. of persons. Perfect answer. I, lo- I wanted to address that topic, so thank you for bringing it up. Someone else? So pass it around and see what happens. <laughs> I like the story you said about the butterfly, and I think it's a really good thing for all of us to remember if we're going through what the butterfly went through, that we have to have compassion for ourselves because that's a normal part of necessary growth. Mm. Thank you. I always, I always talk too much. Let's hear what you have to say. No, I lost my thought. Okay. Okay, I even forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just wanted to add that um, uh, compassion is very complicated. Um, I think you have to really um, ask the right questions if you want to help somebody to understand, like the butterfly, if you really are helping them or you're enabling them. Uh I think sometimes it just takes a lot of time to see what what bears fruit. Just a quick awareness. I think uh, to be mindfully compassionate, to be wise and compassionate at the same time, requires a lot of discernment, but it's enhanced by the practice. Like the more I practice, the more I can see the the lack of wisdom or the lack of compassion and make the shift. I can spot it quicker if I'm, if I'm more in touch with what I'm seeing moment to moment. Nice. But Thank you. I'm going to repeat something that was said in one of our groups um, about taking the long game and that, for example, the Dalai Lama takes a really long game in um, has faith in or belief perhaps in the laws of karma or that a course of action the results may not be known for a really long time as Hillary said but even hundreds of years not even in a lifetime it may be longer than that it's tough I was thinking that what helps Compassion is being present for the other person. Mm. 
and to help them work through their problem. Mm -hmm. Nice. It relates also to what Hillary said about time. You offer time, you could also, and your your presence in time. A lot of ha- lot of, lot can happen just from that. Sometimes maybe we don't have to have an action beyond that. What's coming up for me right now is, um, you, I guess, being curious and connecting and being able to ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Great. I think simple compassion is um, okay too. It can take a long time, but just for a physician to just say, I'm really sorry this is happening to you, is just one simple message. That uh, when I was involved with the healthcare system a while back, it was an x ray technician who said, I'm really sorry this is happening to you, and it made a lot of difference. So. Um, I think something you said. Um, was really helpful in that um, perhaps compassion also is not running away from the other person when they're struggling and, and hanging in there with them, even if for me it's a very uncomfortable thing to kind of witness and sit through. But then they have a companion through it. Mm-hmm. They have a companion and a witness, and they know someone cares for them. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's enough mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Um. I think wise compassion has to be nurturing for me as well as the other person. Good, thank you. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we're back to the beginning. Let's take that, that move it around one more time. And for anyone who didn't speak before, if you'd like to now, you're encouraged to. I think I want to add in that um, the compassionate act may look very different than than I may have imagined. Uh, it can be compassionate, for example, even to disconnect with someone um, to be able to see that the relationship may be not helping either either person. Uh, and to be able to to do that with a with um, with a sense of um, warmth and mm-hmm. and compassion. Nice, thank you. So, um, for me, compassion um, can be listening to the other person when they're in pain. And just listening, not even asking them questions, but just listening and letting them talk and um, just showing your unconditional love for that person. Um, and if there's something that, you're say- that they're saying through their pain that you may not agree with, potentially it can be compassionate to just hold that disagreement to yourself because that's not the purpose of, of being with them. It's to listen. Mm, nice, nice. I think 
um, <clears throat> offering myself compassion before offering compassion is helpful because if I if I really examine what what is my motive or what is what are the hidden agendas under there for me wanting to do that then I I clarify my own heart and my own mind and and that's really kind to me if I do that first before going ahead I you know what I, I guess I'm thinking of you know people that sit outside Trader Joe's asking for money that's a pretty regular thing and and sometimes I can feel I you know, think oh I'm in the guilt thing and and I really don't want to do it, but then I feel guilty. And then when I do it, then I'm kind of mad at myself. But other times, I just like it. It just totally pours out of me. It's just like, oh my god, you know. And I just do it, and and it feels great. I can see that it's helping them a lot, and and I feel I forget it. You know, I mean, it's like that was good. I don't <laughs> hang on to boy, what a good person I was. You know, any of that kind of stuff. So I think it's it. Compassion requires, for me, a lot of, of uh, self-reflection um, before thinking that I'm going to do a, something nice or kind or whatever like that. Great. Thank you. I already spoke, but I'll say one quick thing. Um, I think wise compassion is when we help someone to help themselves. We take the time to actually to, to, do, to do that. Um, I've been re- I will reflect more on how these how the parmies are building out of each other from generosity to virtue, to renunciation, and now wisdom. And I'm getting a better idea of this accumulated Mm. merit or whatever you want to (laughs) say. Perhaps one of the things that I kept getting out of this discussion was uh, the part of self-care. And um, you can't really care for others unless you are looking after yourself. Um, and maybe that's uh, to, c- to come from that place is, is enough. see compassion as a uh, way of being fully being fully present to myself mm. and being fully present to the other at any moment mm-hmm. um 
I was having trouble thinking of compassion in the absence of wisdom. And Yolanda and I, she kind of helped me understand that. And I think the one thing that I got out of our discussion was um, caring for children, your children, I guess, in particular, can be kind of the supreme act of wise compassion. It can also be <laughs> the opposite, but when it goes well, I think there's it's very important to me anyway, mm-hmm. that that sense of helping someone else become a full human being. Great, thank you. Great. So thank you all very much for that. So I do want to add one thing is that um, that um, I don't think that there's wise compassion. Some of you have said this already. Wise compassion, if um, if uh, we don't feel better in the process, or feel good in the process, or feel right in the process, or feel in harmony in the process, that the different situations, different words supply. Um, I was very surprised the first time that I was helping someone, and I just felt so good. We were we were walking. We were on a Kind of like a, kind of like a Sierra Club hike, in a very rough, boulder canyon area, and so there was an older lady who had trouble making it up over the boulders and up over the little cliffs we had to climb over, and and I started I stayed behind and helped her up each time she needed it, and I kept I felt so good, and I was started doing I started doing it just because it felt so good, <laughs> not to help her. <laughs> Said, what do I? This is strange. I'm being selfish now, you know, helping her, and uh, you know, just feeling this kind of, you know, surge of probably, probably when it's clean compassion in that kind of way. Maybe there's a flow of serotonin or oxytocin, maybe oxytocin, coming through the system. And uh, and uh, so, but you know, it doesn't always feel necessarily good. But it feels like when I've been in situations where someone has tremendous distress and pain, and um, if it was a rightness. A feeling I was there and present for them and being supportive, I didn't. I didn't have that warm, fuzzy feeling, but I felt right, and that's the best thing I can say about this. Feels like the right place to be. It just there's a rightness given that what's happening. I'll just be with this. So, um, so, so using ourselves as a reference point for wise compassion. How do we feel, and how, what's going on? What's going on inside of us? And if we're reacting to our discomfort and trying to get rid of our own discomfort, it mu- you might be extra, be extra careful. But if there's a, some, some kind of reference point, some hint, some cue from inside of you of the rightness, of the feeling at ease, not feeling tight, not feeling closed, not feeling contracted, then we protect our compassion from things like selfishness or self-centeredness that might come up. Um, I think that... Uh, to benefit oneself, one can't be self-centered because that itself is harmful to ourselves. And so they have enough sensitivity to notice how all this works and so to keep it all the channels open and the wisdom to be there, the compassion to be there. So wisdom, the parami of wisdom, the perfection of wisdom or the virtue of wisdom is uh, the fourth of these great ultimates and um, <clears throat> in the, you'll see, uh, those of you who picked up this handout, uh, together with the quotes, there's a passage from an ancient Buddhist texts that talks about why wisdom 
appears after renunciation. So you read it and see. And then on the other side are reflections and practices you can do around wisdom for the next month until our next Dharma practice day that we have. And uh, so thank you very much for coming and being here. I certainly appreciated all of you and the way you guys engaged and participated in this. It was uh, very, very rewarding for me to be part of it. So thank you. And um, as is the custom here at IMC, uh, it's the people who practice here who take care for their practice center. So if we can have uh, six or seven volunteers who can stay about 10, 15 minutes in order to do the basic tidying up, the bathrooms, the kitchen, probably should sweep that floor out there, maybe vacuum this floor in here. Um, because we have a day long tomorrow, so it's nice to have the place look like it's tended to mindfully. Are there six, seven people who can stay? So one, two, three, four, five, six, and, okay, seven. And <clears throat> Lynn is the manager, so if you want to coordinate with her, that's probably a good idea, or if you have questions about it. Thank you all very, very much, and may our exploration discussion, practicing with wisdom and compassion, be something we bring into the world so we share our wisdom and our compassion uh, for the welfare and benefit of all beings everywhere. Thank you. <coughs> I think it should be January. You can look, it's on the, on the sheet, you want to get the flyer and see? <coughs>